0: You know, little baby Piper? Yeah. Whenever I tell a Piper story, I get a handful of text messages that say, Yeah, Lee, we get it. You've got this cute little girl, and you're proud of her. We all do. Thanks. Okay, goodbye. Great. And then and then a few minutes later, I'll get a handful of text messages saying, Hey, how's how's little baby Piper doing? I haven't heard a good Piper story in a while. Well, I bring up Piper only to uh, say that whenever I encounter uh, a story in the news these days, now that I'm a father... I see it through uh, a whole entirely new uh, set of eyes. And so when I saw uh, recently uh, an intense focus on the expense of childcare, I thought, oh, my gosh, I uh, had not yet considered that. Uh, and I have a child which will be in need of care. OK, so I better pay attention to this. And so it is that for the next stretch of time here on this program, we're going to be looking at the, the, the circumstances here in Utah. What is available to parents looking to uh, find care for their children during the day, in particular as the summer approaches. As you start looking down the road after this school year and making child care arrangements for the summer. As you look at the different hours where childcare is available, different locations, and most importantly, the expense. This COVID deal has hit the childcare industry in a, almost a, a one two punch style. I'm going to let an expert explain all this. Earlier this morning, uh, producer Amy had a conversation with Christy DeGraff, who is the vice president of the Professional Family Child Care Association of Utah, and walked through all of these details. I want to share with you excerpts from that conversation. We'll take a break. Then we'll be speaking with a colleague of mine who finds herself in exactly this situation. As summer approaches, how are we going to handle it? But first, the expert. Producer Amy asked first, how how has the industry been impacted during the pandemic?
2: Childcare has been in a tough spot for a long time. And the pandemic has basically just magnified that. Childcare providers are typically paid below the poverty level. Um, I just was reading a report the other day. 40 states, they're paid below the poverty level, and that includes Utah. It's a hard field to be in normally, and, and it's traditionally really undervalued. Um, they don't, people don't really see the value and importance of what we're doing. A lot of people just view child care providers as babysitters and don't understand the importance of early childhood and how important those relationships are. So there was kind of this blip when everything shut down where there was some increased recognition of our value, but that really was short-lived. Um A lot of providers, you know, were really struggling with what to do. Do I continue to stay open and potentially expose my family and myself to all of these extra risks? Because, you know, we can't control our our children and our families and what they're doing and who they're seeing. And so we have sort of this magnified exposure to the
0: risks. The conversation continued. Uh, Christy DeGraff, again, vice president of the Professional Family Childcare Association of Utah, uh, discussing how providers are also worried about their own jobs and caring for their own families.
2: Child care providers are a really caring and loving group. And so we understand our families and the struggles that they're going, but also, like especially if, you know, if you're looking at family child care programs, this is how we feed our families, and, and these are how we take care of our families and our needs and so you know when we lost families and families were unable to pay then all of a sudden you know we a lot of providers were struggling to even meet meet their basic needs um, and still care for the kids that they did have it's just been really challenging for a lot of providers and they want to do the right thing and they want to continue to provide care for kids and they want to sustain their businesses. and there's just a lot of challenges that um, have been really, really stressful for them.
0: These stressful circumstances ultimately translate to uh, you know fewer folks working in the industry. That leads to a scarcity of uh, services available to Utah parents. Uh, and, and it's not just Utah, it's across the country we're seeing these things. Uh, Mr. Graf continues uh, answering this question, can the industry recover?
2: I hope it can with the right supports. I think that there are some some good measures that have been put into place. I mean, for example, um, Office of Childcare and Licensing has provided us with several really helpful grants that have really been game changers for a lot of providers.
0: Next up, advice from the professional, from Christy DeGraff, again, the vice president of the Professional Family Child Care Association of Utah, asked, what about parents who are worried about affording child care?
2: That's a huge issue because I'll tell you, I've been a parent. I was a working mom until my oldest was four. We put most of our child care costs on student loans because my husband was still in school. I understand that on a level that I think a lot of people do don't. On the other hand, I've also been a provider that's working 65 hours a week that has most of her home taken up by by childcare and by kids that has, you know, all of your stuff kind of being used and destroyed and, and all of this and 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 it's so much financial and emotional investment and then, you know, at the end of the day, I'm making $10,000 a year, right? So It's a bigger discussion because, yes, I've been a working mom. I know it's unaffordable. So I think that there's a gap between, yes, we want affordable care, but quality care is important and it's not inexpensive.
0: Chrissy DeGraff wrapped up her conversation with producer Amy by saying simply, child care providers need more support.
2: There has got to be tangible resources put into child care. Utah has traditionally not put nearly enough into it. There's, there's actually access to a lot of federal money that we have been missing out on because we have to match it. We have to you know, put our money where our values are, and, and we just aren't.
0: There you have it. That concludes the conversation from earlier today between producer Amy and Christy DeGraff, vice president of the Professional Family Child Care Association. My thanks to both of them for having that conversation, and it reveals much, right? It, uh, it at least for my mind, as I come to this as a as a new parent, you know, for the first time in my life, looking for child care. Uh, this conversation opens my mind and brings me to the realization that you know this this is. A story with multiple sides. There is the plight of the parent looking for childcare, looking for affordable child care. Uh, but it also must be remembered, as was pointed out by Mr. Graff here, that, uh, you know, it's, it's families on the other side of the coin as well. The child care providers have families of their own uh, to look after. And we all on all sides of this, on both sides of the transaction, have been hit upside the head by this nasty COVID-19 virus and pandemic and all of the ramifications therewith. Quick break. When we return, a parent, a colleague, a friend of mine shares her experience looking to sort out summer child care for her own family. It ain't easy. That's the sneak peek. Coming up next, great conversation ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. The time here in the KSL newsroom, I I know that I talk about my own child far too much. The the consultants tell me, Lee, uh, dial that back. Uh, I get text messages all the time saying, hey, uh, we all have kids, and we all think they're cute. Nothing about yours is so special. Then every once in a while, I get that sweet text message that says, hey, Lee, how's little baby Piper? When I get that one text message, I tune out all the rest, and I... Shove Piper stories right down your throat. Anyway, I won't do that today. I won't do that today. But I do bring up little baby Piper because there is a circumstance that exists here in the state of Utah that, uh, without being a parent, you may not ever consider. And as I look to secure child care for my own young one, uh, I am learning that, oh, my gosh. This COVID nonsense really knocked us upside the head. And in the question of child care, it may be a double blow, right? Parents are having a harder time finding and securing this child care because on the other side of the coin, those who have dedicated their professional lives to providing childcare, they're families of their own. They've got their own kids to take care of. And so when it seems like demand is on the rise. The availability is on the decline. That's no good. Makes things hard to come by, makes things very expensive, uh, and it can dramatically disrupt the plans that go into maintaining a household economy. A good friend of mine here at KSL News Radio, also the producer of the movie show, a name and a voice that you know very well, Robin Garfield joins me uh, in studio. Uh, Robin's been uh, kind of my guide as we have as I have uh, you know become a parent, she uh, has been down this road, she's got some children of her own. she's uh, the trailblazer for me giving me all the insight before <laughs> before I stumble and fall myself. Uh, you, uh, Robin, have uh, three boys. And you've been looking to secure childcare for this upcoming summer. Talk to us about what that experience has been.
3: Yeah, you know, every year, right about this time, my heart skips a little beat because we're not thinking about 90 degrees and swimsuits and school getting out in the middle of February. But you know what? If you don't think about it now, June 5th rolls around, you wake up, you've got to be to work at eight, and the kids wake up and they go, Hey, mom, what's the plan today? <laughs> Which sounds far fetched, but that has happened. And so you've got to start thinking January, February. What am I going to do with these three kids who need full-time, you know, in my case, part to full-time child care all summer long when school gets out? So, yeah, it, it starts to become a real concern right about now.
0: You've, you've been a parent for some time. You've had a few summers to deal with. Uh, how w- What are you facing now that you've never seen before?
3: So, with COVID, and I've spoken to this before, you know, for starters, last year, summer started March 10th for me. Uh, because schools went online, I was working full time at the time, and so that was a whole interesting situation where I had to come up with childcare overnight, uh, which we could speak to the. <laughs> I'm going to say the horrors. That sounds a little overdramatic, but no. The- I
0: remember he, he, oh. we did some commiserating here in studio, and uh, and my heart goes out to you.
3: It was and- a it was a jolt to the family. So uh, this year, you know, a. Uh, space is limited because so many parents are going to need extra childcare. They're going to need extra because they've been out of work, maybe, and now they're finally going to get back into work because um, COVID is, is starting to lift a little bit. Uh, prices, I can tell prices have been going up. And like you were talking about, no parent, when it comes to the price of childcare, we don't want to shop. Bargain
0: basement deals on childcare. We want it's the care and safety of your uh, precious little creature. No, these are are. my
3: children. I mean, the old adage is, "Kids are like your own heart walking around another body." This is these are my. Oh my
0: gosh, I I'd never heard that one. Oh yeah, that one hit me.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it really. I love you, Piper. I know, right? It's like, oh my gosh.
0: Say that again. What's the line?
3: It's it's being a parent is like having your heart walk around in another body. Oh my gosh, I know, right? And so, and then you're sitting at work at your office, and all I think about is, okay, are they okay? Is this camp I dropped them off at this morning good? You know, A, it's expensive. I hope it's good. Are they having fun? Are they being treated well? Are they treating other kids well? Whereas at school, when my kids are in school right now, those concerns are definitely less on my mind. A, the cost is very minimal to have them in school. And B, the concern of, are they okay, this, that? There's so much accountability at the schools I don't really worry about. You know, as much about what's going on there because I trust the school system. But camps every week—it's a new camp or this, that, and the other—and we've we we are already planning the summer. I've looked at online. I've signed them up uh, for a camp, and but the cost is just—it's—it's—it's <laughs> it's, it's insane. So we try to book. This is kind of our little system. We try to book a camp a a week. I can explain this right we start in February and sure. I start booking camps out now kind of every couple of weeks I book another one yeah. and that's how we pay for it
0: what, what are the what are the what kind of camps are, are available to so
3: Utah luckily because this is a world this is a world I have never I know, before and you're going to get uh, there, there. Into. and 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 you'll you'll get there sooner than you think I, you, I
0: presume, is it like music there's maybe everything some there's stuff? robotics
3: what, 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 there's okay um, there's the old school overnight camp so we've signed our kids up for this up you know in in but the Uintas, cool. five nights it's, cool. it's a little pricier but man my kids are so excited but it's, it's the old school kind of Boy Scout-esque yeah. looking camp.
0: Like so Camp that, Anawana.
3: Yeah. You I get that
0: reference? I don't. Should For I? those of you who get that reference, send me a text message now, five seven five zero zero. If it's a
3: movie reference, I'm going to feel camp really Camp
0: Anawana. Where was that one? <laughs>
3: oh, darn it. Um, yeah. So the Utah, I mean, the Natural History Museum has one. You, you can pick any amount. Uh, you know, And I ask my kids, We because they're old enough now, we sit down. Yeah. But my son will say the STEM ones are typically more expensive because sure. they're hiring college level professors to teach You know, robotics and all these things. And so you have to he'll say, oh, I want to do this camp. I was like, oh, buddy, that one's $800 a week can we look at a pared down version of this sure. or so we bring the kids into this conversation how but, do they how
0: do they do with that and this is a tangent but uh talking to kids about money you recommend oh, that yeah. as as a practice oh yeah
3: We're, my husband and i are very very we try to be as transparent as we yeah. can in our in our home my kids get allowance they each have a bank account at this point my oldest just got his first debit card um and so we we, we make uh, them check their balances and s-
0: stop me if this is too personal but no. do but do you share with them your own personal income no
3: we keep things vague only because i wouldn't be have a problem sharing it with my kids sure kids have big mouths and I don't Ah. want my kids going to school and being like, my mom says we have X number of dollars in our bank account. But, um, you know, we, we up to that point though, we're very transparent with them. And so I'll say, Hey, this camp costs this much. Here's how much I wanted to spend. Let's look through the list. You guys tell me what looks interesting. And, and the reason you ask kids honestly is because, you have to drop them off at these things in the morning. You know, if you have a two-year-old, they can't really say much about where they're going, but my 11-year-old sure wants to say and what he's going to be doing all summer. Um, We also have a phenomenal nanny that we have come in uh, here and there during the summer who takes the kids out on day trips. Um, But, you know, that also has its own cost associated with it. The nanny route is ideal, you know, for any parent because you can control the schedule a
0: lot easier, but... Have you have you ever found yourself in the situation where you look at your own professional life compare that to the expense of childcare uh, and and see that you know what do we save money by me foregoing my professional career? Oh my gosh.
3: Um I call it like an occupational existential crisis that sure. I have as is a woman and I don't want to say it's just an exclusion you know exclusively woman sure. uh, female problem. But for me, you know, my career I have had three children and, and maternity leave and these things have, have taken me out of the workplace. And then we lived in the Bay Area for a long time and the cost of child. I worked from home as a contractor. Yeah. Um, I equate it that sometimes my career feels like a raging bonfire and I'm doing really well. And sometimes it feels like a tiny little flame that I'm just sort of protecting with my hands. I'm like, hey, I just need to work one day this month. You know? yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely as, as a woman. But if I could give a message, you know, to the women out there who want to enter the workplace and it is possible. You have to have an. I'm very lucky in my case to have a, a spouse who is incredibly supportive of my job. Even though I'm not bringing home a large chunk of the budget, he goes out of his way to pick up the kids when they need to get picked up. Um, to to do all you know the housework that I can't do when I'm there. I, I am very very fortunate in that we we share that load. Even though the the dollar amounts aren't equal in our yeah. income. Um, but yeah, it's a struggle, and there are a lot of days, you know, especially in the summer when your kids are like, "Mom, take us to the pool." Mom, take us, you know, hiking. Take us to here, or there. And I think I got to work, guys. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That you know, you do think about staying home. But I believe, for me, that having a job is really important for me and for my boys. I have three sons, and I think it's important in our situation and in, in our lives for them to see that. Um, that their mom goes to work and has a career.
0: I finally read that Cheryl uh, Sandberg book not that long ago, Lean In. She talks uh, at great length uh, about this and how uh, her advice, at least you know, someone who has uh, achieved the accomplishments that she's achieved, uh, her advice is that when you find yourself. Uh, as a mother or a father, but the statistics kind of bear out that it is more often uh, the mother who is making this type of tough decision. When the, when the debate between uh, your own career, the furtherance of your own career, and, uh, and staying home to save on those child care costs, if you are professionally driven, if, if, if you want to be in the workplace, and again, it all, it all comes down to desire. Uh, but if that is something that you want to do, even if there is an imbalance there, uh, the advice is to is to pursue. The advice is to, to stay in the work field. Uh, anyway, I, I admire you. I am grateful to you for the insight that you've shared here uh, with us on this program. And now what I want to do is open it up to, to callers. I want to open the phone lines up. 801-575-8255. Summer is coming. Summer is coming. And the economics of things this year and the safety precautions that we're all still taking have impacted greatly this notion of child care. How much it costs, how accessible it is, uh, and how many slots are out there. I want to hear your plans. I want to know how you've been impacted, and I want to know how you have looked to overcome these challenges. Selfishly, because I'm moving into this stage of life myself. And for those listening... Uh, those uh, who are looking to answer these questions themselves, you may be able to provide the the help and the advice and the suggestions that they need. So grab the phone right now. If you're in a similar circumstance, staring down the barrel of summer, uh, learning and realizing that it's time to start making some plans for the kids, pick up the phone and give us a call. 801-575-8255. 801-KSL-TALK. Your experience and advice next here on Live Mike. Robin, thank you so much. Next up here on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to live, Mike. Sorry, something went down the wrong pipe there. That's embarrassing. (laughs) Welcome back. 137 is the time here in the KSL Newsroom. Uh, We're discussing the question of child care, specifically the upcoming need for many Utah parents to arrange for child care as we move into the summer uh m- many schools, in fact, all schools uh, and districts throughout the state are offering, uh, at least in part, uh, in-person instruction. And so there are at least a handful of days each week where uh, the children are safely cared for in the school system. They've got their lunches, they've got their teachers, they've got their friends, they've got their social distancing and masks and Zoom and whatever. Uh, but uh, quickly approaching is the summertime where uh, that all goes away and kids are home again unless... Uh, unless mom and dad are able to make some arrangements, uh, availing them to to return to the workplace, and so we have, we spoken to a number of people, and I invite you to go back and listen to some of these conversations. Uh, you can do so by downloading the KSL News Radio app. It's powered by Any Hour Services. Uh, we have thus far heard from Christy DeGraff the vice president of the Professional Family Child Care Association of Utah. She uh, giving us uh, like the 30,000-foot view. What is the state of the child care industry? And what uh, advice is there from her perspective available to parents? And then uh, just before the commercial break now, we had a great conversation with a friend and colleague of mine, Robin Garfield, uh, who shared her own experience, three children, Uh, and she and her husband are looking forward to the summer-making arrangements right now. Go back and listen to those conversations, and we'll continue those chats now. My plea uh, to you is if you have any advice or experience on how to help folks like me, I'm a new parent, right, and uh, pretty soon I'll be having to make these types of decisions myself, and so any bit of advice that I can get, and I am, I I have no problem taking advantage of the (laughs) Of the microphone they lend me here at KSL News Radio to serve my own interests. And so uh, we're looking for advice. I'd love for you to call in. 801-575-8255. First bit of advice comes from uh, Eve calling from Taylorsville. Eve, welcome to the program. How are you? Great. It, it, tell me, uh, advice about summer care. W- what have you to share?
1: Okay. I'm a national child care center. It's called Montessori Building Blocks. We're in Taylorsville on Redwood Road. Can I ask you a question? And so, before you before you sure.
0: go on, uh, my, my wife often talks to me about uh, the like the, the Montessori approach to things. Give give us the 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 quick thirty second version of uh, what <laughs> sets Montessori apart.
1: Great. Well, Montessori was kind of invented, if you will, by Maria Montessori, who was an Italian. And during the wartime, there were a lot of children that were put in orphanages, and she found that they weren't uh, handicapped children. They just weren't educated. Mm. So in short, she taught that children should be learned and learned through their hands to the brain. Of course, that was around the 1900s before we had Internet and you know, TV and all that kind of stuff and, and movies and videos. So Montessori still some are 100% blocks and hands-on kind of thing. And some of us were kind of a little progressive that we feel visual learning is also as, as important okay. as hands-on. Okay.
0: Uh, let me ask this one last question, and I'll let you go on with your advice. Sure. Uh, My wife and I right now are in a debate over uh, where our child should sleep. We've got a crib for it right now. My wife is right now advocating ditching the crib and placing a mattress directly on the floor. Is that something I should listen to her on?
1: (laughs) I wouldn't know. I've had my own three children and five grandchildren, and I... Still believe in a crib but there, there's not there's not a montessori mother. there's
0: not a montessori position on on mattresses on the floor
1: <laughs> okay. you know again there are those that are so right wing and those that are more moderate okay so well, very good whatever the mother feels
3: good
0: about okay that's, is the yep, answer. <laughs> no, that's how it is all right i'm sorry uh uh now please with your advice
1: No, I was just going to tell you a couple of key things for all of the parents out there trying to figure out child care for the summer. Number one, uh, I don't know if the other um, state person told you, but we've lost close to 3% of child care centers that have closed due to the COVID and financially not being able to make it in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. So that's going to give a, a cut. Then secondly, a lot of the child care centers still are low in capacity of being filled uh, compared to what the state has licensed them uh, to be able to handle as far as taking care of sure. how many children per capacity. So my point of that is is uh, summer is approaching. If you wait till summer, it will almost be too late because all these child care centers are going to fill up really quick.
0: So and their overall that- numbers have dwindled uh, because mm-hmm. of this, uh, because yep. of this pandemic. So don't Correct.
1: wait. So, yeah, my advice to the parents are: start now, start March and April, and asking uh, and get your position locked in now for the summer. Because I'm telling you, if you wait till June you're going to find it much
0: harder to find a place for the Eve, children. Listen, thank you so much for your advice. Uh, thanks again for giving us a Montessori lesson and the advice you give about the, the real scarcity that uh, uh, that exists if you wait too late to, to make your plans. Uh, again, thank you, Eve. Now uh, we got about 30 seconds left. Let's move on to Brenda in Mapleton has a, a plan for this child care uh, dilemma approaching this coming summer. Brenda, w- w- what, uh, and again, time is tight, What uh, what are your plans?
1: Well, it's not me, but I have a friend that did something really creative that was free, and her kids loved it.
0: Free is a good price. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, She got together with six other moms, and each mom would either take a day of vacation or a personal leave day and take all the neighborhood kids at their house for the day. Now, they were lucky there was a park nearby and a pool that they could walk to. Um, but the kids then got to stay home or at least in the neighborhood playing with their friends and the moms were really creative. They came up with themes and, and, you know, they were able to be a part of their kids' summer adventures, even though it's every day six.
0: That's genius. Uh, That's incredibly innovative. That's, that's wonderful. Brenda, listen, thank you so much for the call. Thank you for listening As well. And to all the rest of you left on hold, uh, my apologies. Thank you for weighing in. And anyone else who has uh, advice you want to share on. How to wisely approach this upcoming summer uh, and how to answer the need for child care five seven five zero zero that's the Utah community credit Union Texan we've been reminded there's a a good deal of scarcity many of the child care facilities three percent was the claim by, uh, by Eve calling from Taylorsville three percent've had to close their doors, and so you know there's a greater need and even less supply so uh, get in there quick uh, and the price may be. A little higher than you remember from last year or the year before. Quick break. When we return, I am very much looking forward to this next conversation. We'll be speaking with the pilot of the bobsled of the Israeli bobsled team. Bet you didn't know that, that uh, Israel had a bobsled team. And I bet you certainly didn't know that they are here in Utah right now training. They've got some big goals, some big aspirations. We'll find out just what they're up to next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL Radio.